Mamas, are you tired of feeling like you're surviving in motherhood instead of thriving? Does motherhood feel like a never-ending cycle of responsibilities, to-dos, and overwhelm? Do you feel disconnected from the things that really matter to you? Society tells us that being a mom means always giving and sacrificing, putting ourselves last, and feeling exhausted, overwhelmed, burnt out, stressed out, and defeated. Because that's kind of what mom life is. I want to help you change that. Let's start making you a priority. Let's get your life aligned with your values. Let's make your time work for you instead of against you. Let's get you more time in your day for the things that bring you joy, for alone time, for a motherhood unburdened by the mental load of doing all the things. Because your worth and value is not attached to how much you do. Let's start living our days with more meaning and less overwhelm. Let's stop listening to what everyone tells us a good mother should do and start being the good moms we already are. Because you, my friend, deserve a life that feels whole and thriving. And I am here to support and encourage you along the way. Each week, we'll dive into conversations about how to get you more time, less overwhelm, and living your life pouring from a full cup. I'm Alyssa Lindquist, and this is the Nurtured Mom Show podcast. Hello, friends. So today I have my beautiful sister on the podcast, and she's here visiting. We have Riley's birthday happening this weekend, and they thoughtfully came up to see her because they know how sad she is that her birthday is in winter and no one ever can come. And they made the trek from Virginia along with my parents up for Riley's birthday. So I have her here today. You want to say hi? Hello. <laughs> so my sister is an RN. She's a mom of four and one of the nicest, most loving people I've ever met. And I'm so happy to have her on the podcast. And I really think she can speak to what it's like being a full-time working parent and also, you know, juggling family life. So I wanted to have her on today just to have some girl chat. And I thought I would start with like a little get to know you game so you can get to know my sister a little better. Um, Does that sound good? That sounds good. Okay. Okay. So first question, what is your favorite way to relax? I could probably make up an answer, but I honestly would say my favorite thing to do is lay in a hot bath with a glass of wine and scroll through my phone yes. for really funny TikTok videos. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to guess that that was your thing. And you know what? I've actually started doing that now. Yeah. I can't do it every night because it's, I don't know, just harder. But Sundays, I like take some time for myself and I take a bath. Yeah. And scroll my phone. Yeah. I love it. It's like so relaxing. Put some lavender Epsom salts in there. Yeah. I would love to say like I read a book or do something like that, but I don't. Yeah. I just like to like scroll through my phone. And you do you? Girl. Oftentimes Jake comes in and finds me like asleep in the bathtub. And yes. has to like get me out of the bathtub at like eleven thirty and Yeah, I remember <laughs> I remember last winter when we were with you guys, like there were multiple times where you fell asleep in the bath. Yeah. I was also okay. massive pregnant with Keaton. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that would make sense. Okay. If you had to write a book tomorrow, what would you write about? Probably what I'm going to start my podcast doing, which is talking about my life as a mom of four and a wife um, of a recently retired firefighter EMT and 
a nurse. Uh, now I'm yeah. traveling as a nurse. So probably just my adventures as a mom and a nurse and a wife and a person. Yeah. Yeah. Just the crazy. Yeah. You have an interesting <laughs> life. I feel like people would like to read that. Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite memory of us together? <laughs> you can embarrass me. It's okay. <laughs> I have so many favorite memories, but the one that makes me laugh the hardest was when we were little and I hid in your closet. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> and you had done something to make me mad, of course, as a little sister. And I got so upset with you and you were in the shower and I was like, I'm going to make her really mad. And so I went and I hid in your closet <laughs> with the sliding double doors, like the accordion double doors. Yeah. And I waited for you to get out of the shower and I hid in your closet and stayed super still. And like you got in bed and mom and dad came in and like kissed you goodnight. And they thought I was still like in my room watching TV and I waited for you to be tucked in and then I slowly started opening <laughs> the doors. <laughs> and what did I do? And, like I like went like you, this? Yes, you were like slowly inching under the covers as I peeked the door open and then I jumped out and you were like ah! <laughs> and just like ducked under your covers. Because <laughs> I thought that would save me. Yes. But I think all my most favorite memories are us raising our kiddos together yeah yeah agreed and weddings yes agreed yeah I th I'd say like though like just like moments with us like raising our kids together and then like from our childhood I think just like like just like all my memories involve you mm -hmm. you know like all my happy memories like vacations like playing in the yard like playing outside like I think a lot of like outdoor memories mm -hmm. just make me think of you yeah camping yeah camp yeah, yeah all of those things yes just and having like meeting our a buddy hubbies. through life yeah mm -hmm. yeah and then meeting our hubbies and our yeah. weddings raising yeah. our babies and our then babies. seeing the next generation of those memories mm -hmm. is pretty cool I love it yeah me too Okay, next question. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Right? Tough question. Tough question. I can't pick two. It has to be one. It, it, all right, do two. That's fine. I think I couldn't pick one. I think I'd need to pick two. Probably sushi. Yep. <laughs> this is hard. I really love food. Um, Ditto. Probably, I can't pick two. It'd probably be between sushi, mod, MOD pizza. They're like my absolute fave. They have this balsamic thing glaze that you use your pizza that is to die for. And ice cream. Ice cream. <laughs> yes, I love it. I think for me, it would be like, just a blanket, like, Mexican food. Mm. <laughs> um, pizza. Yeah, and ice cream. Yeah. I don't think I could live without those three things. Yeah. It, it's hard to pick just one food. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Especially for us who yeah. loves food. <laughs> okay, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? I would live... And still have the same life that you'd want. Where would you live? I would live where I could see any and all of my family in the same day. 
Yeah. Like the perfect location. It doesn't have to be at necessarily a certain place in the world. I just want to be like near all my family. Oh my God. You're so sweet. I love that. Um, what's something that has had a huge p- impact on you? This is a little bit deeper question. You. Aww. <laughs> That's so sweet. Why'd you say me? Because you've shaped my whole life. Don't, don't say that. You're going to make me cry on my podcast. You I can't be crying. <laughs> well, I feel the same way. You're my big sissy. Aww. I love you. That's love really you nice. Too. Okay, so now we're going to dive into um, a little bit about like what you do for a living. So tell us about what you do for a job. Like what, what's your role now? So, I guess you could talk about a little bit like what you were doing and like what you're doing now if you want. Yeah. So I'm a nurse. Um, I've been a nurse. So I started nursing school um, and found out like three weeks later that I was pregnant with my first, my daughter, um, Quinny. And so I have been a nurse now for like nine years. Um, and I started off in like a step down ICU um, just to kind of get my feet wet in the world of nursing. Um, but my true love is helping mamas and babies. Um, women's health is my passion as a nurse. And so I worked for um, a smaller hospital close by to home, doing labor and delivery, postpartum, all of that fun stuff um, for a good while in my nursing career. Um, I took some time out of the hospital to have my fourth baby um, and worked in an office with some of the doctors that I'm familiar with that I worked with for years and that I love deeply. Um, and they still have a very close place in my heart. And then I transitioned to a clinical coordinator role at a, um, another local hospital doing kind of generalized women's health, a little bit of labor and delivery, moms, babies, um, GOAN surgeries, kind of all of women's health. Um, and now I'm actually traveling. Um, my husband stepped down from his role as a firefighter EMT and he's staying home with our four babies who are almost nine, uh, six, four, and almost a year old. And so he's staying home with them and rocking it as a stay at home dad. And I'm traveling. So I'm traveling locally, uh, kind of within about four hours of home. So currently I am doing a travel assignment in Northern Virginia, doing labor and delivery night shift and night shift very well may kill me. I haven't done nights (laughs) in seven years and I'm making it through, but, um, I do truly love it. I love working with moms and babies and watching moms get to experience that joy of welcoming a new life into the world. Yeah. You're so good at it. You're so good at it. Thank you. And your patients love you. You have like that special, like care and like tenderness about you that I think these mamas who are bringing life into the world, mm-hmm. like really love and appreciate it about you. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think I know the answer to this, but have you always known that you wanted to get into nursing or like, uh, when did that start for you? Um, honestly, I kind of struggled with what I wanted to do for a long time. I knew I wanted to work with people, uh, and thought I wanted to do teaching, but soon found out that I, 
I think I lacked the patience needed to teach or maybe like that just wasn't kind of what seemed to what was right really inspire me yeah um and so I was just kind of doing prerequisite classes didn't really know what I wanted to do started doing a lot of kind of like health classes like I took um I thought about becoming like a physical trainer like a nutritionist something along those lines but then when I got into anatomy and physiology uh I really was like I could be a nurse. Like I could, I could do that. Yeah. And, um, started doing more classes geared towards that and ended up in nursing school. And that's, you know, it's been a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I don't see myself doing anything else. The only other thing I could see myself doing is owning a bakery, but maybe I'll yeah. do that when I'm old. Yeah. Like in retirement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I think, I think you've always known that you'd be in like a helping profession, mm-hmm. but like what that looked like. Yeah. yeah that took some time with. Yeah. Trying yeah. to figure out how I wanted to help people, but medical stuff doesn't really, you know, gross me out except for like <laughs> eyes, like yeah. Boogery eyes. <laughs> yeah. And mucus, yes. like trachs. Yes. I don't yes. do trachs very well. Yes. I've done them, but. Um, you're better than me. Like I, <laughs> I have zero, zero inclination for like the medical world, like all the power to you. She was telling me a story the other day, how, um, a mama came in and she like ended up like on the gurney with her, like delivering her baby. I was like, Oh my God. Like I would be like in panic mode. Like, she, like she just like took the bull by the horns and like got up there and delivered this baby for this mama. Like, yeah, that was, I think, I think I'm to 14 babies that I've physically delivered, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Just out of pure circumstance. Yeah. Babies come fast or, yes. you know, doctors don't come fast enough with them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah. It's kind of magical being the first person to physically touch a baby. Yeah. It's oh my cool. gosh. I bet. I, I would, I, I mean, I think that would be cool, but yeah. <laughs> the like keeping it alive part, I would struggle with. <laughs> Most of them do just fine coming out. They're, yes. They're good. You have a good personality for that. And I think, I think like what you speak to with um, it taking you a minute to kind of really figure out like where your like sweet spot was um, in terms of like what your career would look like. I think it's cool. Like kind of how you figured that out and Correct me if I'm wrong, but wouldn't you say that, like, this, like, greater passion for, like, women's health and empowering these mamas and, like, helping them, like, in, like, a nursing perspective of, like, you know, bringing babies into the world and just, like, women's health in general, like, is really that bigger reason why you do what you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think... I agree with that. Yeah. And I think, like, that... That is key to this, right? Because... um there's lots of things like we we're good at and there's lots of passions that we have, but tying it to like a greater purpose is really what helps us through those harder moments. Like the moments where it's like you're up all night Mm -hmm. (laughs) going through those like, like Mm -hmm. few days of like sleeping during the day, up all night, sleeping during the day, up all night and like being away from your family. It's like 
that greater purpose that like helps you push through those harder moments because you know like you're contributing to like a bigger reason why yeah you say yeah yeah I think that's definitely my driving force I always have to you know on really hard days where you've had you know a mom who's had a loss or something or just like a really scary situation you you have to remember all the good that comes to your job or if you're struggling with like the politics which every job you struggle with politics that it doesn't matter what job you're in um, yeah but the nursing field is really feeling a hard hit right now in a lot of ways just with the pandemic and everything yeah. um you just have to kind of take a step back and remember why you do what you do and why you love it and yeah some days i need a pretty big reminder um, yeah there's definitely days where i've been like why do i do this like why and then i have to remember that I help moms bring one of the most precious things into the world. And, you know, sometimes it's not a happy situation, but I'm there to support them. And if I didn't do it, you know, I like who would, right. You know, and I think that's how a lot of nurses feel Uh, a lot, especially a lot of labor and delivery nurses have that, passion you know we we go into that specialty knowing that's what we want to do it's very rare that you find a labor and delivery nurse that goes into labor and delivery and comes out of it um you just you find this love and this passion for yeah doing what we do it's a special kind of nursing i think that we do and yeah it's like special kind of teaching those teachers who want to do like the little baby kindergartners Mm -hmm. and stuff right yeah the same kind of thing yeah yeah, that's cool. I love it. Okay, another question for you. What do you love most about your job? I think we touched on it yeah. a little bit, but um, getting it never gets old to see the joy on a parent's face when yeah. they see their newborn. And it doesn't happen all the time. You know, not every birth story is this magical, perfect fairy tale. Mm-hmm. And those, you have to account, account for those too in your job. But I think that all of the really good birth stories outweigh, you know, the few bad ones that we have. I love to see a mom work so hard through such a very, very hard task, you know, labor, no matter how fast or slow or painful or not painful their labor is, regardless, going through nine months of waiting to see your baby and then finally seeing them Mm -hmm. is just an amazing thing. And to see that on a parent's face. um, I also really love to watch the dad's reaction because oftentimes there's this really, really special moment, however fleeting, where you see them start to tear up. I don't care if they say, I'm not a crier or whatever. You see them have this moment where it just like hits them. Like they have... This baby, this baby. Yeah. yeah. Um, And the moms, you know, one of my favorite, favorite things to do. And um, sometimes I have to kind of really encourage my moms to do it. But I love to have them, especially in a vaginal delivery, reach down and either touch their baby's head as they're pushing. So they kind of get that connection Mm -hmm. or reach down and help to pull their baby out. And that to me is just so special. Mm -hmm. Uh, allowing them to make that connection and have that memory because yeah. in the end they'll be really grateful yes. for that moment for that moment yeah. yeah i love it i love it that's awesome um 
What would you say is the hardest part of like juggling your career with your family? Mostly that I love my career, but if I had my choice, I would stay home every single day with my babies. Yeah. Um, like not wanting to miss a moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably the hardest part, but also knowing that they know that I'm off doing something good and that I get to help other mommies, um, you know, and my kids are fairly little, all of them. Um, so they, Quinny has that sense about her though already. She does. Yeah. 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 My daughter, my oldest, she's uh, got kind of this maternal instinct already. I think just from having three younger brothers, but they all get it. You know, they yeah. know that mommy even though my six-year-old is convinced I'm a doctor, um, <laughs> that mommy goes off. And when I'm at work, I'm helping other people. And when I get home, they ask me, how many babies did you have? Um, you know, was it boys or was it girls? And they kind of get that. And I think it's really special for them to know that I'm helping other mommies have you know, their own babies so that when I'm gone, I really am doing something special. Okay, and good yeah, for the world. yeah. And, yeah. I, and I miss them and they miss me, but I talk to them in the mornings and I talk to them in the evenings. Uh, I usually talk to them twice a day. So currently while I'm traveling, I do most of the time, three day stretches, uh, wherever I'm assigned. And then I come home in between. And so for three days I'm gone, which doesn't really to me or to them really feel all that different. Just from when I was working before I would get home so late and go to sleep and then get up the next morning and go back to work. So that part doesn't really feel much different. Just them knowing that I'm not home at any point in those three days feels a little bit different, I think to them. But, um, yeah, really the thing that's really helped, I think is making the transition transition to me being a travel nurse and my husband staying home, knowing that we have that continuous like continuity of care with our kiddos, knowing that they always have a parent around and we're not relying on anybody else to watch our kids and to care for them and do all the juggling that is required with four little guys, uh, mm -hmm. little people. Yeah. So uh, I think that's made a huge impact on my stress levels as a working mom, just knowing that my hubby's home managing them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. I, I would say like, um, for you, like having what's helped you really like lighten that load, um, of like trying to juggle your career with your family is having like a really supportive husband mm -hmm. and like making the decision together to have him stay home. Mm -hmm. Like you were saying, so you have that, like, continuity of care, like where they're not being juggled around too much, I think, would you say like that's really helped you feel like you can pursue your career in mm -hmm. like a very supported way because you have mm -hmm. a very like supportive husband? Yeah. yeah. And I've always felt so supported regardless yeah. of him being home or not. We've yeah. always been a very 50 50 kind of parenting style just because even when I, when we were both working, he had many days where I was at work and he was not, where he had to manage fully, you know, with Quinn when she was a baby, all the way through having number four and having three kids at home with a newborn. And he does it seamlessly. He's such a great dad. He's so supportive. Um, I mean, even through nursing school, he refused, like, even as like a young couple, he's like, you need to focus on what you need to do. I've got, you know, the financial aspect mm -hmm. of it. And he's been working full time basically since he was 15. He's 
incredibly hardworking and I feel like this is my opportunity to allow him to relax a little bit. I mean, it's not that he's sitting home, sitting on the couch all day. He's my whole lower level of my house has been redone in the last couple months. <laughs> he, he can't sit still. Um, but yeah, I think that having him home, knowing that he's got things covered and I don't have to worry about the kids or, you know, what if one of them gets sick? He, he's got it. Like I have no doubt in my mind that he can handle anything that comes up. He knows every routine, all the little nuances of day-to-day life with all four of them. And so that is just like a huge relief off of my shoulders and I'm able to go to work and not have to worry about, Oh, you know, what if the baby wakes up a couple of times in the night because it's daddy home and he's daddy and he's got it. So, yeah. 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 I, that's awesome. I think having him having like a supportive spouse has really helped you be able to like balance all of that. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's huge. I wouldn't have been able to do it without him. Yeah. So what would you say to the moms who don't necessarily have that support or have um, a spouse with um, like a demanding career as well? Like what would you say to them about like if they want to like pursue a career or they're just struggling balancing their career with their family life? Like what would you say to them? Yeah. So for a while there, Jake and I had to kind of figure that piece out. Um, And I know that outside of having a very supportive husband and lucky enough to also have family close by, um, both my mom and my mother-in-law live close. And so they are helpful and they were very, very helpful to us when my, my job and Jake's job overlapped. Um, but really you just have to kind of sit down and break down your day-to-day life with your spouse. You know, you guys are in this together and you, sometimes it's just a communication thing. You just have to sit down and say, okay, so I need to be able to do this and you need to be able to do that. And what can we, what can we cut out or what can we kind of figure out to make this work the best it can for both us, but also our kids, because in the end, those little people are priority. And so for a while, Jake and I were working opposite shifts of each other. So I would work, uh, So he had a set schedule as a firefighter. And so I would schedule myself to work on the days where he was off. So we had that childcare coverage. And then my mom or my mother-in-law would fill in the gaps in the morning, which could easily be done as a baby, like by a babysitter or Mm -hmm. like a local college student or high schooler who's willing to come over in the mornings or the evenings, just while you guys kind of our ships passing through, um, you know, and just finding that balance, it may mean cutting something out or saying, Hey, we need to give up this in order to be able to do this because in the end you can't necessarily have everything. Right. Like figuring out what your priorities are. Right. Figuring out your priorities and saying, we might not be able to do X, Y, or Z right now, but maybe in a few years that can fit back into our lives because the reality of the situation is that littles are only little for so long and they're only as needy as they are for a short period of time. And eventually kids get easier to handle and it wouldn't be as daunting to leave them with 
a babysitter for a few hours so you can get something done or to send them to a friend's house on like a weekend so that you can find time for each other, even if you can't afford a babysitter. There's lots of ways around it, I think. Um, And we just kind of figured out what was best for us. And that ended up being that we worked opposite each other for a while. Uh, But in the end, it ended up being that one of us needed to stay home. And because my career allows for a little bit more of a higher ceiling in the pay scale, mm-hmm. we decided that um, that Jake would stay home, which is something that we had always kind of talked about. And so far we've been doing it now for a couple months and it's really working and he's enjoying his time with his babies and he is like buds with our youngest, which <laughs> he's never really gotten before because I, I've always kind of been home, but our youngest uh, Keaton, who's almost a year, they're yeah. they're buddies, which they're is really buddies. nice to see. So, yeah, uh, yeah, just finding your priorities and having that communication between the two of you, I think, is really important. Jake yeah. and I are always bouncing ideas off each other, and you guys are always communicating, which yeah. I think is really key. So during that time when you and Jake were really working opposite schedules, and you guys weren't getting much time together, I'm curious, like what what did you guys do to kind of keep that spark alive and like um, find time for your relationship? Yeah. So it was as simple as like little things like texting throughout the day, mm-hmm. um, sending each other funny like TikTok videos or memes. And we have just like a really good general relationship to begin with. Um, guys are each other's best friends. Yeah, yeah. Which I think totally helps and we get each other and Uh, but also, you know, understanding that we do need that alone time, like in person. And so even if it was, I get home at night on a day where I had worked all day and Jake had to turn around and leave the next morning as tired as we both were with him being home all day with the kids and me being gone at work, working, you know, from the time I left to the time I got home, like 14 hours, we would always make that effort to like, at least sit down on the couch and like eat supper together, uh, turn on the fireplace and like watch an episode of friends or something, which is our go-to show. If anybody knows us, we, um, friends is just our show. Like we've watched that series probably too many times to the Uh, point where like, I'll be out at the store. And if I see something friends related, I get it for, I just get got our notebook that's like a a friend's cover on it. <laughs> yeah. I recently got home from a stretch of days as a travel nurse and my front door, the back of my front door is now purple with the frame from friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little surprise for my sweet hubby, but yeah. And I mean, it sounds so like for lack of a better word, like scripted, but we would schedule time to have that, you know, intimate time with each other because sometimes that's what you got to do. Like, you know, yeah. you need it. And as tired as you are, you kind of keep to it like an appointment. Like, yeah, you don't always want to get up at like, I hate equating this with like the dentist, but you know, if it's <laughs> yeah. in your planner, yeah, like you anticipate it and your mind and your body anticipate it. Yeah. And in the end, it's so good for both of you. Um, and it doesn't have to be, you know, what yeah. everybody's yes. anticipating, but yes. it could be as simple as like, just like snuggling in a shower together yeah. or like sitting in a hot bath together yeah. uh, and kind of setting those expectations with each other and kind of knowing that reading each other's body language is huge for us. Like, Oh, like she had a really crazy day at work. She's exhausted. Let's make our special time tonight just 
watching an episode yeah. of Friends. Or I got up early for work today at three instead of seven, which rarely happens. And we got the kids to bed at seven. So, oh, hey. Yes. So, you know, you, you just got to know that you guys need that. And it's really important. I say that to all of my moms uh, that are going home with their new baby, that even if it's 30 minutes sitting on the couch, watching an episode of TV together, you got to make that time for your spouse because- Make it a priority. Make it a priority. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. They're part of, for lack of a better word, they're part of your to-do list. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like, um, the biggest thing I think is like that communication, right? Communication on all fronts. Yeah. And like, yeah. Like planning out that time. Because like when you're busy, it's so easy for that to fall by the wayside. Yeah. Like similar to like your own self-care. Yeah. Um, like when we're parents and we're working to- like on careers, it's like those can easily fall down the totem pole of priorities Yeah, and just making it exactly making a point for it. Yeah. Okay. So to, to wrap up these like hot seat questions for you, um, what advice would you give moms struggling to figure out their next steps? Like whether they've been stay at home moms and they're looking to get into the workforce or maybe they're working, but they are wanting to shift gears. Like what advice would you give them on figuring out like what that career would look like, what their purpose is in life? Yeah. So I think that my motivation for people when I talk to people, because I am young and I have such a great career and really, truly love what I do. A lot of people are like, how did you figure it out? Or like, how did you decide to make that switch to travel nursing? Or, you know, like you're so brave to make that jump. Um, I, again, sit down with my husband and bounce all of my ideas off of him because he truly is my like life partner and confidant and best friend. Uh, and he really helps me kind of see the bigger picture. But I think as a sink, like, you know, just sitting down by yourself, something that I do, cause I do process things in a, for a long time in my head before I actually kind of speak them out loud. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's just like the people we are, right? Yeah. We mm-hmm. just, we have to ponder. Like yes. it takes me probably like a good month or two of things floating around in my head before I say them out loud to anybody. Mm-hmm. And then from there it kind of grows and builds. But I think sitting down and saying to yourself, does X, Y, or Z truly make me happy? If it doesn't, it doesn't need to be a part of your life, you know? So make those jumps. And obviously don't do it in a drastic way because if you have kids and you have a husband and you have a family that, you know, depends on you, you, you have to be smart about it and you have to know that, you know, a goal is a goal and it doesn't necessarily happen in a moment's time. Uh, So, you know, sitting down and saying like, okay, I, I work in this job. Do I like this job? Yes, I like the job I'm doing. Do I like the people I'm working with? If the answer is yes, then awesome. If it's no, then maybe do the same thing, but in a different location. If you don't like the work you're doing, then maybe a different career path is what you need to do. Because really, I mean, to sound corny, like you only live once. You you should be doing what you love because at the end of the day, you're going to be happiest living the life you want in every regard. So with the spouse you want to do it with, with the, with your children in the happiest place you can do it with. Um, and in the, 
you know, career that you want to be in. Because if you get 30 down years down the road and you say, wow, I really wish I had done this instead, it might be too late. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I truly believe that at the end of the day, like your life should be lived the way you want to do it. And with the people you love in mind, obviously, but going 30 plus years in a career or even five years in a career that you don't truly love is truly a waste of your time. And there are ways to transition to a new career, a new path in a responsible way. So if you're working, I don't know why, like a dental hygienist is coming to mind, but yeah. like if you're a dental hygienist and you're working and you're like, ah, I don't really love this. I really wish I was a surgical tech or a baker or yeah. <laughs> something different, right. you know, find little ways, um, you know, start taking classes towards a surgical scrub or a surgical mm -hmm. tech, uh, license or yeah. certification. And eventually you'll transition into that career path. It may, again, not be tomorrow. It may be a few years down the road, but at least you're working towards something that makes you happy. Um, if you are, you know, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's kind yeah. of where that ends. I yeah. feel like if you're just making the things you want along with your spouse and your family's wants and needs a priority, you're going to get where you want to be and where mm -hmm. you're going to be the happiest. And Sometimes that means asking for help and seeking out resources mm -hmm. and going out of your comfort zone, but mm -hmm. in the end, it will be worth it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think, um, living a life that you dream of living a life that feels like purposeful and mm -hmm. happy and aligned with who you are is like the best way to live. Right. Yeah. And that may require, a bit of like stepping out of your comfort zone and working through maybe some like mindset blocks about what you feel like you should be doing as opposed to what you want to be doing. Yeah. And, um, it's, you know, easier said than done, but I think that's a good place to start is just to remind yourself that you matter, that, um, what you want for your life matters. Like, and of course, keeping your loved ones in mind, but like, um, yeah. Like what you want in your life matters too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Well, thank you for sharing all of your insights with us. I think it's been like super insightful and um, caring and just like very like heart centered, like all your answers. I love it. You're welcome. Yeah. I was happy to be here. So, okay. I want to finish off our conversation with some like fast action questions. Okay. So it's like a this or that. No peeking. Okay. Give me the first one that comes to your mind when I ask you. Okay. Vacation or staycation? Staycation. Night or morning? Morning. I know the answer to this one. Coffee or tea? Tea. <laughs> Attend a party or host a party? Host. Okay. No, this one too. Friends or the office? Friends. <laughs> Books or movies? Ooh. Both. Both. Win the lottery or land your dream job? Win the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Time machine or magic wand? Magic wand. Sight or sound? Hard I, love, I love music. Yeah. But I love color. 
that's hard. I can't pick. <laughs> Pause time or we rewind time? Rewind time. Rewind. <laughs> Pause. Okay. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Planning or winning, winging it? Planning. Arrive early or arrive late? Arrive early. Night out or night in? Night in. Food truck or restaurant? Food truck. Fast food or healthy food? Healthy food. Dine in or order delivery? Delivery. Coffee date or cocktail date? Cocktail date. Concert or sports game? Concert. <laughs> Funny movie or dramatic movie? Funny. Calling or texting? Calling. Um, split the bill or take turns paying? Split the bill. Family or friends? Family. Expensive gift or homemade gift? Homemade. Sleeping with the bedroom door closed or open? Closed. Vegetarian or meat eating? Vegetarian. Couch potato or fitness fiend? In between. <laughs> Eggs or pancakes? Pancakes. Toilet paper over or under? Oh, I don't know. Probably under. Yeah, I think I do under because then I can hold the roll and pull. Yeah. <laughs> right? Deepest questions of life. Deepest questions of life. Okay, I think that ends our time together, but I love having you here. I think I'm going to have to have you on the podcast again. I love And I'll have to be here. on your podcast. Do you want to talk about, like, what you might be doing with your podcast? You yeah. Know, she's just so in the beginning stages of this, but she is going to do a podcast. So what are you thinking? Yeah. So, uh, I know that I am going to be calling it the traveling circus with RN, mm -hmm. the only being the only capitalized letter letters. Yes. Um, and I'm going to start it sometime soon. Uh, and it's going to be kind of about just my life and the crazies and crazies being my kids. And, <laughs> the chaos that is our life, but I wouldn't have it any other way, um, between my husband and I and the careers we've had and all of our babies, our four kiddos, we have six pets, uh, planning to have more and just, <laughs> just some anecdotal, really funny stories along with like kind of life lessons I've learned along the way, uh, as a wife and a mom and a nurse and, a person uh yeah. it's gonna be really fun it's gonna be kind of just like sitting and having a coffee date with me just yeah. talking about my life so i love it i'm excited have to have me on we can have like a sister one. yeah Liz is gonna be visiting me in virginia in june so i think that we'll probably record one together when she's here in june or well in virginia in june awesome yeah. well thank you for coming on the podcast i love you i love you are we gonna have the kiddos come in and say hi real quick yeah yeah i think okay. we'll do that next okay the kiddos are coming in who do we have here? Say your name, Ray Ray. Riley. Speaking to that. Riley. Okay, who's this right here? Go ahead. Keller. Keller. Who's this? Quinn. Who's this? Taylor. Taylor. We got another little guy coming. Oh, the baby. We got a baby Keaton. And then who's this? <laughs> and who's this? Want to say your name? And this is Cade. <laughs> Charlie and yeah, we got the the whole brew, whole brew, the whole brood. whole brood. I meant to say brood, but, brood. but this is this is the crew. You guys want to share something with the podcast audience? It's snowing, and my birthday was yesterday, and now I'm eight. Now you're eight. Yes. 
So you you heard them. <laughs> That's our crew. But thank you all for listening in today and letting me share my sister with you. She has so many like wonderful insights and so much perspective about what it's like to be a mom and a career woman and just, you know, her life. So hope you enjoyed it. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening in today. And just in case you didn't know, we have a private Facebook group dedicated to furthering the conversations we have on the podcast. Our Facebook group will help you apply what we talk about in the show each week. Plus, it's a wonderful community of wonderful moms supporting and encouraging each other on this journey of motherhood. I would be so thrilled if you joined us in this movement towards a more nurtured motherhood. To join us, just go to alyssalinguist.com slash Facebook. Thanks for tuning in, Mama. See you next week.